Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSez. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Friday, January 20th. Let's get right into it, shall we? First thing we want to talk about today is uh, Tusk. If you haven't heard me talking about Tusk here in the last year or so, let me enlighten you as to what's been going on. Um, Tusk is a free speech web browser. Um, We started working with them about a year, year and a half ago and got really excited about it because of what it offered uh, in free speech. Now, we have since launched the, the Tusk web browser. It's now available. You can go get it. You can go download it. It's in uh, the Amazon store. Well, it's in um, for Android, Apple, any device, you can get it. Uh, the benefit to it is that it's it's 100% free speech. When you log in, uh, or not when you log in, when you, when you open up the, the browser, what you'll see is you have the opportunity to choose in your news feed, for example, do you want conservative news? Do you want liberal news? Do you want something in the middle? There's a slider that allows you to go back and forth. That's the first step. Now, there's been some pushback on, on the browser. And the reason that there's been pushback is because people are saying, well, I'm not going to use it because, well, you guys only use Google or or Bing or, or, or Yahoo or Quant or. Well, there's a reason for that, folks. If you haven't thought about it yet, there's a reason for that. The reason that we're using those search engines is because that is all that's available. DuckDuckGo, Brave, they're not their own search engines. Nope, they're utilizing these other search engines or they're paying Bing or they're paying Yahoo to be able to utilize their data and remarket it. That's how it's been working for the last several years. We're changing that. Uh, I've joined on with Tusk to build out the world's first free speech search engine. Uh, We've been working on it for about a year. We've been talking about it. And now what they're actually doing is raising money. And the cool thing about it is, is that Jeff Berman, who is the CEO of Tusk, is not going to go to the VCs, the the venture capitalists, you know, the big money guys first, because, well, they want to come in and silence everybody. You see, the VCs are the ones that are pushing, in particular, BlackRock, Vanguard and State Street, that are pushing for Google, Facebook, Meta, uh, whatever you want to call it. They're the major investors, and they are the ones pushing pushing ESG. They're the ones pushing the censorship. They're the ones pushing the canceling of voices that they don't like. And so we, uh, well, Jeff, not we, Jeff decided he didn't want to go that route. He wanted to give the American people the opportunity to get in on the ground floor. And where can you do that? You can get into investing in Tusk, the free speech search engine, for as little as $100, and you can do that through WeFunder.com. The program uh, through WeFunder is SEC regulated, so your money is safe. It's not going anywhere, and there's a bunch of hoops that Tusk has to jump through before they can even take your money. So with that being said, if you're interested in free speech and want to take action and get in on the ground floor of something that, if it's as big as Google, I wish I'd put just $100 into Google 20 years ago. How about you? Well, you've got the opportunity to do that now with free speech. In addition... Tusk and Kramer Says have worked out a deal that when Tusk becomes available as a search engine, that uh, we are building out a new app right now. Uh, We're in the process. It's groundbreaking in what it's doing. Uh, When we get this finalized, Tusk will be the official search engine for Kramer Says or whatever we name Kramer Says. I'm sure it will not say Kramer Says, be Kramer Says forever, but eventually, whatever it becomes name-wise, it will have the Tusk search engine uh, embedded in it. So that's some exciting news. I want to get that off the, the, the uh, get that on the plate first. Uh, the second thing is KramerSays.com. If you haven't been there, um, I, I plead with you to go do it. Uh, KramerSays.com is a free speech platform. Um, there are no ads there. The only ads that you'll see on KramerSays.com uh, are for my company uh, and for Tusk. That's it. So you're not going to be inundated with a bunch of ads uh, and so on. Now, Maybe on later on, we've got to raise money somehow for Kramer says to keep it going. Maybe that'll happen. We talked about it. Currently, we can we can subsidize it ourselves, pay for the services and the servers and so on ourselves. We're not asking the the, the community to, to to jump in on that. We don't want them to give us any money. Um, but if we do uh, need to raise funds for Kramer says, we will do it through advertising first, and it will be America first, made in America, free speech based content. It's not going to be just generic stuff. So it's for those people who have a product that they can't get placed elsewhere because, well, they're not allowed to utilize their voice and free speech. So if you haven't done so already, get your butt over to KramerSays.com. It's C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z.com. That's C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z.com. As I told you, today is going to be a weird one. Um, I've been on a couple of podcasts over the last couple of weeks, and one of the things that 
I brought up and people were just, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I was surprised by the number of videos that were made um, from some people from Q, the, the QAnon people, that group um, that were just astonished that I would have an account with the WEF. I'm not a member. I don't pay them anything, but I do subscribe to everything that they produce and publish because I want to know where they are. I want to know what they're doing. I want to keep up with what their plans are. I suggest you do the same. If you've got the time, because they publish a lot of shit on a daily basis, they are really trying to push this, this initiative. Um, in addition to that, I am reading for the second time. I'm reading for the second time, um, The Great Reset. So this is uh, Klaus Schwab's book, The Great Reset. Um, I'm reading it because it's the roadmap to what they're doing. It's the roadmap to their plan. It is their plan. It's not the roadmap. It is their plan. So for the Q people, I keep asking, what's the plan? What's the plan? We're told to trust the plan. And I'm told that, well, it's we the people. We're the plan. You see, the problem is, is that Klaus and his buddies, well, they've got everybody on board. The richest people in the world are on board with this plan. And by the way, this isn't the first time that the elites have done this to the population. Oh, really? You, did, you didn't know that, did you? No, it goes back to back to the 1300s. This is when this, hey, the government has the opportunity to shut down and lock down. We're going to do it for your own safety. But while we're doing it, we're going to take advantage of the opportunity and, and, and put in some things that are going to steal more and more of your freedoms. Now, one of the things that the WEF, Klaus and his buddies, are always raving about is inclusivity, equity, fairness. Well, how is it fair that they're changing my world and I don't get a voice in it? How is it fair that unelected officials are making these decisions and our elected officials are following these mandates to the letter, silencing American voices? In fact, Sheila Jackson Lee just put forward a bill in Congress that would make it illegal not to hang a person of color, not to hit a person of color, not to shoot, stab, hack, none of that. No, it was to critique. If you critique, if you're a critic of a person of color, that would be a federal crime. You see, the problem that I have with that is that's a violation of the First Amendment, no matter what you say. And the fact that a congressional member would put that forward is scary as fuck because her whole she she swore a an oath to the Constitution. And the Constitution says, number one, the number one rule, I have the right to say whatever the fuck I want to say. So Sheila Jackson Lee is the tip of the spear in this movement. And the reason that I want to talk about this book, um, The Great Reset, and start, because a lot of people will talk about it. Oh, you heard that Kyle Schwab, you heard that he's got a book called The Great Reset. Have you read it? Have you read it? Because this is their plan. You belong to QAnon, you're QAnon, and you believe in Q, that, that whole movement. Where's your plan? I know you're the plan. But where is it? What are you going to do? How do you actually defeat these motherfuckers? There is no plan to defeat them. Oh, we've all been we've all been told what's going on. We, we, we've been researching and, and we're enlightened now. We're awake. And you're going to do what with that information? Because you see right now in Davos, they're meeting right now to determine what they're going to do next, how they're going to take your freedoms next and, and, and what limitations they're going to put on you. And the biggest one is environmental social and governance or corporate governance. If you haven't, if, if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on in the last three years, um, we've been told that what our government does, um, they have to abide by the constitution, right? Okay. So the ESG movement has figured out how to get past our constitution and they're doing it through corporations. That's how our, they're limiting, in our right, uh, limiting our rights now. Never before in history has a company said, we have the right to silence your voice, or we have the right to kick you out because of your medical decisions. You can't come to our store. You can't come to, to our restaurant. You can't visit this arena. Why? Well, because you weren't vaccinated. And in particular, in Market Square, uh, Market Square Arena right now, uh, not Market Square Arena, Madison Square Gardens uh, in New York, uh, there's a big hullabaloo because 
the owner there is using facial recognition to bar anyone that he doesn't like, in particular, the uh, law firms that he may have uh, a beef with right now. So if you're a law firm <laughs> and you're suing this dude that owns um, the property there, uh, he's got facial recognition software in the facility that when you come in, you get barred if you work for one of these organizations that, that he doesn't like, that is suing him or he's in uh, litigation with. It's illegal. But I'm going to go back and say what I said the other night. With uh, I had a, I had a um, if you're familiar with Mr. Freedom Stick on TikTok, he and I got into it, a heated discussion. Because he thinks that the Constitution will protect us. The Constitution's a piece of paper, folks. It means nothing unless you're willing to step forward and protect it and enforce it. You, not your politician, not the leadership. You, you have to be willing to step forward and, and defend it. And that's what they know, because here's the thing. Um, psychologists uh, over the decades have have study after study have shown that only about 80 percent I'm sorry only about 20 percent of people have the balls to step forward and speak their mind 80 percent of you will never do anything you'll never speak up you'll just go along to get along because it's just easier my wife was one of those people she's a go along to get along you've really got to push her before she'll push back I'm not that way I don't like being told what to do I have rights. They're mine. And I don't care that it's your fucking platform. If you can't defend your position, your platform is bullshit. That's why I keep going back to TikTok. I think it's fun. It's a blast for me. Um, let's get into let's get into the Great Reset. Let's talk about this. And I'm going to go through today. We're just going to discuss the introduction um, because there's enough in the introduction to to fill 30, 40 minutes of discussion as to where we're going. Now, let's let's start from the get go. Um, this book, The Great Reset, was published in June of 2020. Now, take a moment, back up, and, and think about it. When did we really get into COVID? When did we really realize, hey, there may be something here? Well, that was in February, February of 2020. By March, things were starting to shut down. And by June, by June of 2020, they, they not only have a complete book written with what they're going to do, but in addition to that, <laughs> it was published in, out in the stores. You could get it in June of 2020. They wrote a book with their outline of exactly what they wanted to do and how, how we were going to take, um, how they planned on taking advantage of this emergency to recreate, reimagine the world that they want. Did, did you get asked about this? Did you get asked, um, hey, there's about, oh, I don't know, 2,000 of us that currently rule the planet, um, and we've decided that we don't like the way things are going. It's too volatile. At any point, you could just throw us out on our ear. So we've got to, we, we've got to close the, you know, bring in the, 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 the wagons and circle the wagons and, and protect ourselves. And how do we do that? By taking your freedoms one at a time. Let, let's start out. Um, the first thing on, on page 12 of, of The Great Reset, um, Klaus Schwab makes it very clear. The world as we knew it in the early months of 2020 is no more. So remember when they said, if you just take the vaccine, we can return to normal. We can get back. In June of 2020, he was saying that world no longer existed to go back to. It was dissolved in the context of the pandemic. So they never planned on going back, ever. It was always moving forward to initiate their plans. If you took the, if you took the vaccine, if you took the vaccine to, to get back to normal, to get back to work, to be able to travel, to go to, to ball games, movies, restaurants, and so on. If you took the vaccine for that reason, that wasn't the purpose of the vaccine. Because here in June of 2020, Klaus Schwab is saying that we'll never return to that previous time. That time is dead. The, the, um, the pandemic killed it. The only certainty, the changes won't be linear and sharp discontinuities will prevail. So it's not going to be a forward movement, one thing after another. It's going to be staggered from time to time. But we're not going back. The discontinuities 
of 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 the the supply chain, baby formula, eggs. You're going to see all these discontinuities of services. They have to. That's how they've got to tear this tear this down. But let's let's um let's talk about how they look at epi epidemics. I, I think this is incredible because of their inherently disruptive nature. Epidemics throughout history have proven proven to be a force of lasting and often radical change, sparking riots. Check causing population clashes and military defeats, clash going on right now, but also staggering innovations, redrawing national boundaries, and often paving the way for revolutions. So they know what they're doing here. This is the plan, folks, redrawing national boundaries. What are we doing at our southern border right now? Is there a line there that says you cannot cross? We have one. The government has one. There's one in the law. But the people in charge aren't enforcing it. They're redrawing boundaries. They want to make a one-world government. You can travel anywhere you want, but you travel only when we say you can travel. You, you travel only when we give you the authority, the permission to travel. For example... The plague of Justinian in 541, and some even the, uh, I'm sorry, when Aztec and Inca emperors died with their subjects from European germs. Now, let's think about this. <laughs> it cracks me up when we start really digging into this, that this isn't the first time that biological warfare has been utilized on a people to wipe them out so that they could steal their gold, take their riches. You'll own nothing and be happy. It happened with the Aztecs. They, they utilized the same trick. The, the, the American government during the 1800s, 17 and 1800s, would give the Indian population, the Native American population, blankets that had been utilized by people who had smallpox and other diseases, tuberculosis, because the American Indian population had no protection. They, they'd never seen these diseases. These are European diseases. And so they gave the blankets to the American Indians, to warm them. Again, here you go. This is for your best interest. We're helping you out. We're here to help you. And what did it do? It decimated their populations. So germ warfare being used by governments to solve a problem and get rid of a population, we've done it with inside our own borders. The American government is guilty of that. And what you have to ask yourself is, well, Kramer, that was, that was so long ago. That, that was so long ago. We, we wouldn't do that now. We're better now. Really? Is murder, rape, robbery, assault, are all those things still happening? Have we gotten rid of those yet? No, we haven't. That tells me right there that the issue hasn't been resolved. Humanity is not to a position where you can trust that they're going to always work in your best interest. You've got to be a little jaded because humans have a history of harming other humans to get something that they want. And again, Klaus Schwab in his book, The Great Reset, tells you in very fancy words how he's going to strip you of your rights. If you haven't read the book yet, read the book, then take action. You see, that's the plan. That's the plan. We want a plan. We cannot stand along any longer and say and complain and bitch and moan about what they're doing. War is coming. Revolution is coming. And they know it. It's in the fucking book they wrote. They know what's going to happen. They're trying to placate the American public and the global uh, population long enough to where they can get their resources in place. So it's going to be harder and harder for the people of the globe to stand up against these two to three thousand people that are running everything. I'm going to say it out loud. If these two to three thousand people perished, we're no longer uh, on the face of the earth, a lot of our problems go away. And we're going to be able to deal with things a lot easier. Am I calling for them to be executed or assassinated? No. No. I, what I want them to do is be indicted and then hung. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want the legal processes to be used. We have a process in this country. The United States has processes that if we just followed the fucking Constitution, followed the law, we wouldn't have any problem. Our open border is open because they want it to be open. They want this crisis at the border. It's by design. The book says it. Read the fucking book. They're not listening to us. Joe's not listening to us. The Democrats aren't listening to us. The rhinos aren't listening to us. They're listening to Davos. They're listening to Klaus Schwab. 
They're listening to Larry Fink, Jamie Dimon. That's who they're listening to because that's where the money is, folks. That's where the money is. Thus, there is nothing new about the confinement and lockdowns imposed upon much of the world to manage COVID-19. Now, let me go back. When Aztec and India, uh, I'm sorry, when Aztec and Inca emperors died with their subjects from the European germs. Also, authoritative measures to attempt to contain them have always been a part of the policy arsenal. Also, authoritative measures to attempt to contain them have always been a part of the policy arsenal. Now, when they say contain the biological element, they're also talking about the people. They're going to contain the people. You cannot just contain the biological entity. You have to contain the people that may have it. And the number one thing, the number one tool that Klaus Schwab, and I've been saying this from the beginning, that they've utilized is one thing, fear. Fear is the thing that they that, that, that scares them most, uh, fear of dying. Now, they're not afraid. They're utilizing it to scare you. Did you hear um, Al Gore's cry yesterday that the oceans are boiling? The oceans are boiling. He's got a scare. First, it was the polar bears. Then when that didn't come true after 20 years, now the oceans are boiling. And these storms you're seeing, listen, they keep saying the storms are getting worse. The, the data says just the opposite. Have you seen uh, the death rate of natural uh, catastrophes since the beginning of the century? There's a 98% drop in people who die from natural catastrophes. A 98% drop over the last 100 years. Storms aren't killing more people. Hurricanes aren't killing more people. Wildfires aren't killing more people. The only thing that's killing more people are people. Chicago's gotten worse. It's gotten, it's not gotten better. LA, C Seattle, Portland, St. Louis, Washington, DC. The problems are there, folks. The problems are there and they're not getting better. Um, this is interesting here. I, I, the earliest forms of confinement, now these are talking about quarantines. The earliest forms of confinement came with the quarantines instituted in an effort to contain the Black Death that between 1347 and 1351 killed about a third of all Europeans. Come, coming from the word quantica, which means 40 in Italian, listen closely, the idea of confining people for 40 days originated without the authorities really understanding what they wanted to contain. But the measures were one of the first forms of institutionalized public health and helped legitimize the accretion of power by the modern state. Now, if you go on to read, the 40 days was an arbitrary number, just like the 15 days was, just like the six feet was. 40 days was picked because, well, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days. It was all religious-based. So it had nothing to do whatsoever with what was actually going on. It didn't solve the problem, but they locked people down anyway. Sound familiar? Again, this was uh, between 1347 and 1351, 700 years ago, 650 years ago. In 1349, two years after the Black Death had started to rove across the continent in Strasbourg on Valentine's Day, Jews, said the first time that... A, <laughs> this isn't the first time that uh, Europe went after the Jews, is it? In 1349, two years after the Black Death had started to rove across the continent, in Strasbourg on Valentine's Day, Jews who'd been accused of spreading the plague by polluting the wells of the city were asked to convert to Christianity, and those who didn't were burned alive. Wow. How, how familiar does that, that sound? If you don't do what we say, you lose your right. Now, it's a little bit harder to burn people at the stake today. It's not as popular as it used to be. Um, but the same tactics, the same strategies were used. I've said it for the last three years. They have a fucking plan. Q has no plan. There is no plan. Our Republican leaders don't have a plan. They have a blueprint that they're working by. They're doing it, and they've done it before. These people, the elites, the money, the old money, the old blue blood money, that all came, comes from Venice, and they have been running the planet 
for the last 2,000 years, from the days of Rome to now, nothing's changed. These families and people have been in charge from the get-go. I know it sounds weird. It sounds conspiratorial. But every time that I I issue something and go, listen, the more and more, the more and more I talk about it, the more and more it looks like we're being played and we've been played for 2,000 years. They're using the exact same tactics that they know that works, fear and oppression. Govern me harder, daddy, what the Democrats say. Govern me harder. Govern me harder. The gradual retreat of the church and many other historical events can be attributed to, in no small measure, to pandemics. So the fact that the church has less and less to do with you on a daily basis, they don't have as big of a an, an impact in your community. It was because of pandemics? No. It was because of ESG, and they've been doing it for years. They've just given it a new name now. And we'll get into ESG here in a moment. Because silencing people is part of the ESG process. You can't let people speak freely when you want to get a a plan pushed through. You can't let Kramer be telling people, hey, there's a possibility that if you take this drug, you could die of blood clots, stroke, heart attack, or whatever else. You got cancer, it's going to kickstart that cancer. You got heart problems already, it's going to it's going to exacerbate that that heart problem that you have. Now, I made a TikTok today where I bluntly said, the powerful and the elite do not silence liars. Nope, they just prove they just prove the lie is a lie. They disprove the person. That's how they do liars. They only silence those that are telling the truth because the truth stands on, it, on its own. You can't disprove the truth. And now we're starting to see the truth revealed. Not their truth, the truth. The truth for all people. If you got this, if you got this drug in your body, you're fucked. You're potentially fucked. And uh, Dr. Wen, I don't know if you heard about this. Dr. Wen, you know, the uh, the um, Asian-American lady who always talks when she talks. She says stuff like, well, I'm going to. Mm, and she always does this mm, at the end of all of her sentences. We're going to have a good time. Mm, uh, drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. But she goes on TV. Uh, I think it was MSNBC or CNN. I can't remember which one. But she goes on and tells the American public <laughs> that if you got the jab, just one, you're more likely to get COVID and die of COVID than someone who caught COVID naturally and, and didn't do any drugs. Got it, survived, made it through it. I've had COVID, made it through it, not a problem. But she's saying that the new study shows that if you got COVID after you had the vaccine, you're more likely to have problems. In fact, if you have the vaccine, you're more likely to get COVID, be hospitalized for COVID. And the more jabs you've had, the more boosters you've had, the worse it gets for you. That's not me saying that. It's Dr. Wen. Again, it's lie after lie after lie after lie. And and, and how do they know it's going to work? They've done it before, folks. They've done it before. We are in a position now to where we must reconsider a recalibration of some of our social priorities. The notion of fairness, acquiring political potency, radical welfare, and taxation measures, and drastic geopolitical alignments. I'm going to read that again, and I'm not going to stutter this time. I'm going to get the whole thing out because I want you to understand this is their plan. For you QAnons, where's your plan? You can't say we're the plan because you, everybody I've talked to, is saying, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You've done your research. You know what they're guilty of. There's only one thing left to do. There's only one thing. There's no option, folks. There's no dealing with these people. There is no trying to negotiate and say, hey, listen, I I really think that we can work this out. No, there's only one solution for this. Nobody wants to say it out loud anymore, but I'll say it. It's revolution. Not a civil war. No, 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 no. That's neighbor fighting neighbor. This is our government and the elites on top of them that are telling them what to do. They've got to go. The ballot box is no longer useful to us. The ballot box is no longer our friend or our pal. We can't control it. You know it. I know it. It's uncomfortable to say. It's uncomfortable to talk about. 
Revolution is the only thing we have left. I've gone through the process. If you still believe that you can change things at the ballot box based on what we've seen in the last four years, six years, they tried to do it in 2016 with Hillary. They tried then and failed. The technology wasn't there, but man, they had that four years, four years of Trump, and they got it perfected. And there's a good chance that it was initially initiated. The first time it was used was in 2018. In 2018, they did it. That was the test. And in 2020, it ran flawlessly. Except for the point that Trump's turnout was so big that they they had to show the signs. Mathematically, folks, it couldn't have happened. You don't get 300, 400,000 votes for one guy at one time. It just doesn't happen. So let me go back and read this again. The reconsideration, recalibration of some of our social priorities is important. The notion of fairness, acquiring political potency, radical welfare and taxation measures, and drastic geopolitical alignments. What's going on in Ukraine right now is one of those geopolitical alignments. You see, for those of you who don't know, why, why is Putin so upset? Why is Putin upset of what's going on in Ukraine? Well, because Ukraine is wanting to be a Warsaw uh, Pact nation. Now, if you know the um, if you know the deal between Russia, this is post World War II. The deal between Russia and the Warsaw Pact was that there would be these barrier nations that would never join war, the Warsaw Pact, and so there was a country in between the Warsaw nations and Russia. So it was a, like a little barrier, a little buffer zone. But slowly, those nations have decided that they want to become Warsaw nations. They they want to become part of the Warsaw Pact. And what that says right there is to, to, to Putin is that we're going to put our missiles, our tanks, and our personnel right up on your border, going against the agreement. And that's why he's going in. That's why he's doing what he's doing. Now, I'm no Putin apologist. I think he's an evil dictator. But that's the reason he's doing what he's doing. Because again, American politicians, they say one thing and they do another when they got a, do- a dollar in their pocket. Now, I could be talking about Joe and China and Hunter and all the stuff that's going on with these documents. Doesn't matter. Because until we get to the bottom of this and what they're doing, until we get to the bottom of these people directing our people, our politicians, we voted for Joe Biden. Well, I didn't. But the population, some people in the population voted for Joe Biden. They didn't vote for Klaus Schwab. They didn't vote for Yuval Harari. They voted for the politician. And now that our politicians have said, you know what? Your voice doesn't matter. The American population, that their voice doesn't matter. What matters is that guy's voice right there because he's got money. He's connected to George Soros, who can help get me reelected. I don't have to go knocking on doors, raising money. I'll just get it from George. I'll get it from Klaus and his group. I'll get it from BlackRock. I'll get it from Vanguard. I'll get it from State Street. It's crazy, folks. You get the point. This is what they're saying. This is what... Uh, what was his name? Um, former mayor of uh, Chicago. Oh, God. Um, Rahm Emanuel, famous for saying the same exact thing. You can't waste this emergency. We got to get something out of it. Same thing here. You get the point. We should take advantage of this unprecedented opportunity to reimagine our world. It's not your world. It's our world. All of us. Not just you 2000 at the top, but the other eight and a half billion that are living underneath you that you're dictating what's going to happen. We're going to reimagine our world in a bid to make it a better and more resilient one as it emerges on the other side of this crisis. Now, based on what we've just learned from Dr. Wynn and what she just said, think about this, folks. If you got COVID and survived it, like the other 98.9% of people did, if you weren't old, they always get killed by the flu, If you weren't obese, they have a problem with the flu. If you aren't diabetic, they have a problem with the flu. If you don't have some congenital uh, uh, heart defect or liver defect, or if you're you're on the edge of death already, COVID was going to kill you. If you're you're close to death already, COVID was going to put you over the edge. And the way that they got their numbers up, remember this? They went in and they said, Every death is a COVID death, regardless of how you died. If you were in a car accident and you had COVID when you got hit by that Mack truck, it wasn't the Mack truck that killed you. No, we're going to use that as a COVID death. 
So they were dishonest from the beginning. They lied to us from the beginning and we said it out loud, but now we got silenced. By the way, I'm on my 73rd account now uh, on TikTok. If you want to join me, it's Kramer.says. Uh, if you want to go search that Kramer, C-R-A-M-E-R dot S-E-Z. And it's actually a dot. It's not spelled out dot. It's a dot. It's a period. Klaus Schwab goes on to write in this, um, goes, goes on to say in this uh, introduction to his book, The Great Reset. But our, uh, but our objective was to write a relatively concise and simple book to help the reader understand what's coming in a multitude of domains. Okay, for you Q, Q folks, what comes next? What happens next? You don't know. You're the plan. You don't know what happens next. They do. They have a plan. This is their plan. This is it right here. This is it. You, you can go read their fucking plan. I don't have a plan from Q. We're just supposed to sit back and read the scriptures that Q writes. I was in a debate the other night with a, it was a, with a Q and on. And he was going, he just, I can't see another way. The coincidence is here just beyond belief. Uh, there was a Q drop from five years ago that mentioned 15 and mentioned speaker and all kinds of stuff. And, and, and uh, Joe's a nice guy. I like Joe, but I think he's misguided because his belief structure, his faith allows him to think, uh, think closely, folks, that Q and whoever's behind Q, okay, could orchestrate that vote in the House for Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy, who has to go. I don't, still don't like him. I don't care what he's doing. That they could orchestrate that vote and make it go to 15. Five years in advance, they've got this post. And now, five years later, they have orchestrated the, the vote for the Speaker of the House. But they couldn't orchestrate stopping what's been happening. Well, we've got to show everybody how bad it is. Listen, Democrats have been advocating for killing the unborn for 50 years. That's, that's bad enough. I don't have to struggle through and lose, the, lose my business and have to sell off my home. None of that. I didn't need any of that to happen to understand how bad Democrats are. Do you, is, do you think, honestly, that paying $8 or $9 uh, a package for bacon, does that teach you anything about the Democrats? Didn't you already know that they were, didn't you already know that they were bad people? That their ideology allows them to do things against humans? I mean, their party, they've never apologized for the fact that their party advocated for and fought for owning people. That ideology hasn't changed. In their mind, the population, the large group of people get to tell everybody else what to do. That the mob, democracy gets to tell everybody else what to do. But in this nation, it's not like that. We're a constitutional republic where the, the onus is to protect the one person. My individual rights are more important than the mob's wants or desires. My individual rights outweigh what you want as a mob. That's what the constitution is for. That's what it's there for. But unless people are willing to stand up and defend it, one of these days, there's going to be a mob that breaks into the National Archives. They're going to go into that building, they're going to crack that case open, and they're going to burn that piece of paper because that's all it is. And if there's nobody standing in front of that case to defend it, that's exactly what will happen. The rights that are written down in the Constitution are yours. You have to defend them. The police won't do it. Do you think that the police is going to stand up and defend your rights? That's not what they're there for. What about the military? What about your politicians? What about the ACLU? Were you, you seen them in the last three years? No, they only show up when, oh, you can't get an abortion on the last day of your, your, your due date, the day before your due date. You can't, you can't allow a child to do this, this or that. Oh, the ACLU will show up if, 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 a, if a kid has an issue in school where, oh, I wasn't allowed to use the right restroom. I'm a cat. I, I need a, litty, a kitty litter in the corner. I'm a cat. That's what they'll show up for. But when you've got a real issue, something that really matters, the core of our freedoms, they're nowhere to be found. The, the last thing I want to talk about here uh, is this, this last statement that he makes in the book, or the last, in this introduction, what he says last here. 
This book is structured around three main chapters, offering a panoramic overview of the future landscape. The first, assess, uh, the first assesses what the impact of the pandemic will be on five key macro categories. The economic, that's economy. Social, you starting to get it? E-S-G. The economic, societal, geopolitical, and they listed it right there at the beginning. E-S-G. It includes environmental technological factors. The second considers the effects in micro terms on specific industries and companies. We'll get into that later because I'm going to go through this whole book. We're going to talk about this whole book so you fully understand what's in here, what they're saying, their plan, while you wait for somebody behind the scenes, the military to come save you. Apparently, Q is made up of, of 10 people, seven in the military, and three civilians. 10 people. 10 people have the ability to orchestrate a House of, House of Representatives vote for the Speaker of the House. And they knew that five years in advance that it was going to happen that way. Five years in advance, they knew that that was going to happen. If they knew five years in advance that, that was going to happen or that they were going to orchestrate it in five years, why haven't they orchestrated clearing things up? You know, if Q is really out there and has it all, then divulge it. Oh, oh, we, we got to wait. No, you don't. Look at what's happening with the Bidens right now. Do you think that that's happening? Do you think that that's happening by mistake? That's not happening by mistake. That's happening by design. They got to get Joe out. Joe ain't the guy. They need somebody that they can bring in that has fire in his belly, that the Democrats and the, and the socialists and, and the, the liberals, that they'll jump on board. They'll get behind this guy. They'll burn down buildings. I mean, look at what's happening in Georgia right now. I'm kind of excited to see what happens tonight. I, I cannot wait for Antifa to give their night of rage. Those Georgia boys ain't going to put up with that shit. We're going to see a lot of Kyle Rittenhouse action based on what's going on in Georgia if these Antifa members actually stand up and say, I do what they say they want to do. Let me continue to read this. The economic, societal, societal geopolitical, environmental, and technological factors. The second considers the effects in microterms on specific industries and companies. The third hypothesizes about the nature of the possible consequences at the individual level. What this will mean to you. Folks, that is um, pretty enlightening when you realize they have a plan. Let me ask you this. What's your plan? What are you going to do? He's talking to Mr. Freedom Stick the other night. He says, well, when they roll up on my door, and he's a, a former law enforcement officer, a combat veteran. When they roll up on my door, sadly, Mr. Freedom Stick, and I said it then, when they get to your door, it's too late. Well, I'm going to throw some fire down on them. You may. They'll still take you, dead or alive. The only thing that stops this is mass noncompliance. Mass. Everything. We don't, we don't do anything that they tell us to do. And in large enough numbers, they can't stop it. You see, there's only a few of them running this entire thing. And if Americans stopped paying their taxes, for example, just one quarter, it would put the federal government into a tizzy because they need that. It's not that they need your money. They don't need your money. They need your money out of your pocket. That's what they need. Because the more money you have in your pocket... The more control you have, the less control they have. So if you want to really make an impact, the first way to make an impact is stop utilizing the services that BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street own. I don't drink Coke. I don't drink Pepsi. Nope, I got rid of all that shit. I don't, I don't, I don't participate in anything that I know that they're invested in. Try not to. And for those services that they utilize, that they do own, I utilize those to leverage them against them themselves. For example, this platform here. So what I would suggest is that if you really want to get to the bottom of what's going on, stop believing the myths. Stop believing in this character that's going to save us, that there's a, a group of people that refuse to give their name, but they're behind the scenes. And then every time something happens, this, and the, and the, the deal 
currently with Joe Biden in these documents, um, that was Q at work. Was Q working behind the scenes? Really? Why didn't he do that two years ago? And, and why did he do it so, or why did they do it so that Joe could hide it? Why didn't they just make it public? If Q knew about the, the secret documents, and that's part of the plan in divulging, why, they, why didn't they do that before the election? Well, Joe hid that and he didn't divulge it. Yeah, but that's saying that only Joe knew then. Didn't Q know? Did you know? I didn't know. My point is this. If you comply, you're part of the problem. Well, Kramer, that's a lot harder. To, I, I've got to keep my job. You're absolutely right. Until you don't have one anymore. And that's what I see happening, folks. That's what I see happening next. Let's take a look. Let's, let's take a look at what happens tonight and over the weekend in Georgia to see if the Antifa members really have the, the swagger, the balls to start this revolution. As I've said before, it will start with the left. It will not start with the right. Revolution is on the horizon. Dark clouds are gathering. The storm is coming. I know. It all sounds like cute bullshit, right? The only difference is, is, is it's not us starting it. It's them. They've determined that they're going to start the fight. So we'll have to see what happens over the weekend in Georgia, what happens going forward in Georgia. But what I would implore you to do is go out and get this book. Go out and get it. Go out and read it. Go listen to what Yuval Harari is saying. Yes, it's fucking boring. It's not fun. But then you're educated. And educated people, well, what we do <laughs> is, is we would rather be bored and informed than not bored and know fucking nothing. And believe the myths. Believe the, the hearsay. I, I don't believe that shit. Why? Because I've read their plan. And I would love to see, I would love to see Q's plan. A real plan on paper saying this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get our freedoms back. This is how we're fighting back. This is how we're standing up. I have yet to see that. They have a plan. You should have a plan. Um, if you are, um, if you're paying attention, food prices aren't coming down anytime soon. Oil prices are going back up. We don't know what's going on. It looks like the markets are about to implode. And I know I'm a, I'm a doomer. I, I keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And, and it, it, people go, well, Kramer, it's not happening. Um, Facebook, how many did they lay off? GM, Ford, the housing industry is in peril. Um, Microsoft said they're laying off 11,000 people. Uh, one of my clients, a client I worked with for 30 years, they're going bankrupt. Couldn't make it. 300 employees down the drain. What, what kind of devastation does that have on a city like Indianapolis? Not much. 300 people lose their jobs? Not much. But for a small town like Brazil, Indiana, right? Or cut and shoot Texas, Conroe, Texas, Martinsville, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, Martinsville, um, Martinsville Illinois, Hagerstown, Maryland. These are small towns. They're not big cities. You lose 300 jobs in those communities it makes a big impact. And that's where the domino um, process starts. One domino is all it takes. The, the force that's built up in a domino, the first domino, that energy that is contained in that first little domino through the process of hitting the next domino and the next domino and the next domino, bigger and bigger and bigger. It's called a cascade effect. Little push, big impact at the end. And that's what's in motion right now. Yeah, it's going slow. But the housing market is crashing, isn't it? You paid attention to it? I have. We're buying a new home. In fact, I leave uh, here in the next few weeks. I'm going down to Florida for a few weeks. We're going to go have a little vacation and look for a home. Because the housing prices are, are, are plummeting. Why? Because the economy's crashing. I know Joe says everything's going good. But Joe's the same guy who let 13 of our Marines die in Afghanistan for no reason. There was no benefit for us leaving in the way that we did. If you think that the people that are in charge, who are listening to Klaus Schwab and his group, are going to fix anything, I think you're being a little bit naive, childishly naive, I might say. The people who are in charge are not going to change anything. They're not going to change a thing until they have to. What they're trying to bring in, folks, they're very clear in the book. We'll get into it. We'll be talking about it. Um, 
And we'll be getting some guest hosts to come in and talk about it because ESG is one of the most dangerous things on the horizon. They're sidestepping our government. What they can't get done through government law making and regulation making, they're getting done through corporate uh, governance. That's what they call this thing, corporate governance. You, you can't have your freedom of speech on our platform. No, 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 we're a company. You, you, you can't do that. You can't speak freely on our platform. If, if you come in and, and try to speak freely, we will counsel you. Does that sound like what our founders had in mind? that companies would have the freedom to silence others. You think that that's what they had in mind initially? That's why we'll never know when a time machine is invented. If they ever invented a time machine, we'll never know. They will never let us know. They'll, you'll never be able to travel back in time because they do not want us going back and talking to Ben Franklin and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and the rest of them and saying, hey guys, when you were talking about guns, was it just hunting? Or, or were you talking about you know defending yourself from, from a tyrannical government? And they're going to laugh. They go, well, do you see the fucking red coats over there? Do they look like deer? So you guys get your head on a swivel. Understand that what's happening is happening. Uh, wishing for it to go away, and I'm not even saying praying for it to go away, isn't going to stop anything from happening. Prayer without action. Faith without action, meaningless. You can't just pray and hope. You can't just wish and hope. You got to take action. We've got some people already doing that. They're doing that on a daily basis. They're fighting on a daily basis. Patriot Mama is one. Keep hearing the, the Q folks talk about, hey, we got to save these kids, got to save these kids. And they, they make all the posts. And they've done all the research. Then I ask, well, what are you actually doing? What are you actually doing to save kids? Well, I do my podcast. That's nothing more than, than, than screaming at the wind. What are you physically doing? What are you doing in the real world outside of the digital ones and zeros? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing on a daily basis? Oh, Kramer, it takes so much time. And I know, I know it does. You're preaching to the choir there. If you want a better America, if you want a better life for your children, there's only one way to get it. You have to go take it just like they have. That's why I say there's no voting our way out of this. The 24 election is going to be a mess. 23 elections around the country are going to be a mess. But the 24 elections, they're going to be a repeat, if not worse, of what happened in 2020 and in 2022 in Arizona and other states, Nevada and so on. If you think that the people in charge are going to make it better, you're wrong because this is what they want. How do I know? I read their plan. That's my Joe Biden impersonation. <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks so much for dropping in today. Uh, again, if you get the opportunity, check out um, check out Tusk and what they're doing, uh, raising their fundraising uh, to go into their next their next um, iteration, which is the the Tusk uh, search engine. It's a free speech search engine. You can learn more about it at wefunder.com forward slash Tusk. That's wefunder.com forward slash Tusk. It's SEC regulated, so it's not a you're not gifting anybody. You're actually investing. Uh, if you don't have it to invest, do not invest right? If you don't have it, do not invest. I'll tell you that right now. Um, if you've got it and you're interested in free speech, now's the time to get it on the ground floor. Tusk, you can learn more about it at wefunder.com forward slash Tusk. This is Kramer. This is the Kramer Said Podcast. It's Friday, January 20th. I'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. Thanks for joining us. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.